Well, you're supposed to like give something up for oh, that oh, okay. that time. Like usually, yeah, usually people give up like meat. That's silly. It is. I mean, I don't know. Brian's they dad should, is the you know what they should give up. It. They should give up racism <laughs> for forty days. Mystery. Conspiracies. Spooky shit. This is Conspiracy Sisters. We're sisters. Conspiracy Sisters. All right. Shall we introduce ourselves? Yeet, yeet. Welcome to Conspiracy Sisters. My name is Taryn. I'm Amanda. Um, Take it away. All right. So today I'm going to tell you about a couple mummies. Because the first one really freaked me out when I first learned about it when I was a kid. Because, you know, mummies are scary to children. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of information on her. So I, I'm going to do two today. So... The first one is called, uh, her name is Rosalia Lombardo. Um, so my sources are palermocatacombs.com, Wikipedia, and seeker.com. Um, did you ever go to Sicily, Italy? No, Did you I go to not. Italy? You went to Rome, right? Yes. Okay. Um, just wondering. So that's where this is. Um, so Rosalia, um, I want to say Rosalia, but it's Rosalia. The accent is over the I. Um, ah. yeah, it keeps throwing me off. I'm Googling so, her. Okay, good. So her nickname is the Sleeping Beauty. Um, and she's just a little baby. So, oh, she is. I know. So let's see. At the end of the first corridor of the Capuchin Catacombs of Palermo in the chapel of Santa Rosalia lies the body of little Rosalia Lombardo, a two-year-old girl who had died in 1920. So she's not that old of a mummy. Um, you know, she died in 1920. She is so amazingly preserved that she is often called the Sleeping Beauty of Palermo. Rosalia was one of the last people to be interred in the cemetery of the Capuchin Friars. That is so strange. I had no idea they were, like, mummifying people that recently. Mm-hmm. Is that common? Yeah. <laughs> was it common? Yeah. Uh, Vladimir Lenin was mummified. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's another good one. It's creepy. It's super gross. They like propped him up and like he he was like like government buildings and he was like part of all their meetings and shit. What? Mm, yeah, it's gross. Dude, ah, that reminds me of that one guy that like ugh, I I feel like he was in South America or something and he kept his wife's corpse and You're... remember he yeah. was like keeping it fresh. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. It was he, like he was... um it, she almost she looked like a mannequin because he had like done so yes. many different preservation things to her. Yeah, that was. You really know what? Good. He really should have like looked into mummifying. Right, like professionally. <laughs> right. It's gross. Anyway, I digress. So Back to little baby Rosalia. Rosalia. <laughs> yep, I did it too. <laughs> um, Rosalia. So she was born on December thirteenth, nineteen eighteen, in Sicily, Italy, and she died on December sixth, nineteen twenty from pneumonia after having the Spanish flu. 
and she died one week shy of her second birthday so she was almost two years old damn i know so her father his name was mario lombardo he was overcome with grief so he did what any sensible grieving father would do he talked to a local taxidermist sure um (laughs) yeah so the taxidermist not like i don't know the funeral home funeral home right (laughs) you would think so the taxidermist was named alfredo salafia and the Palermo Catacombs website described him as a, quote, self-taught chemist and taxidermist who never completed medical school. Same, brother. Uh, well, it was, it was lax back then. Remember mm-hmm. the dentist? Yep, the barber dentist. <laughs> yes, yes. Nevertheless, uh, this taxidermist, <laughs> his name was Salafia. He perfected a method of preservation based on the injection of chemicals. At the time, there was great importance given to the aesthetics of death so that the dead could be preserved for eternity with a lifelike appearance. So when he embalmed Rosalia, he didn't remove any of her organs, and x-rays later revealed that they are still remarkably intact. Um, he did... I'm looking at that right yeah, now. Yeah, it's freaky. Her <laughs> x-rays, yeah. Oh. Um, so he did drain... She still has a brain! She does. I'm it's sorry. It's, like, slightly smaller, but, like, not, like, removed. You'd think that they would... Re- mm-hmm. Anyway. So he drained her blood and replaced it with a preserving fluid that was a mixture of formalin, zinc salt, alcohol, salicylic acid, and glycerin. All things that I don't fucking know what they are. Um mm-hmm. He would often add a treatment to the face with paraffin dissolved in ether to maintain the appearance of a living face. Freaky. Throughout, Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Throughout his life, Salafia embalmed over 100 bodies, including his own brother. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if people were, like, paying him to do this. Yeah. Was he, like, oh, yep. God. Yeah, that was like his job. He was a chemist hmm. and taxidermist. That's—I was gonna say—it's almost like what, um, what the fuck are they called? The people that put makeup on the corpses. I don't mortician. know. Mortician. Yeah, mortician. So, and I know like um, some places call chemists uh, pharmacists. Okay. So maybe yeah, he yeah, was that a would make pharmacist yeah. and not necessarily like a science chemist. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. All right. So. Rosalia's body is kept in a small chapel at the end of the catacombs tour and is encased in a glass-covered coffin placed on a wooden pedestal. In 2009, a National Geographic photograph of Rosalia Lombardo showed her mummy is beginning to show signs of decomposition, particularly discoloration. Sad. So to address these issues, her mummy was moved to a drier spot in the catacombs and her original coffin was placed in a hermetically sealed glass enclosure with nitrogen gas to prevent decay. And she still remains one of the best preserved bodies in the catacombs. That's interesting. I wonder who is like paying to have her preserved or if at this point it's just like a science experiment. So well, it like, might be the, the catacombs because it's like a tourist thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it's like fully on display mm-hmm. here. Right. It's not like Creepy. a closed ca- coffin. It's a it's glass, a glass. Case. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this weird thing happening that people started to notice about her eyes. So it appeared that they would very slowly open and close several times throughout the day, revealing her intact blue irises. So that's fucking creepy. Um, So scientists decided to record her body with like a time lapse thing. And there was one theory that her eyelids were sort of shifting because of the variation in air temperature and humidity and shit. Um, But after looking into it further, they found that, quote, 
It's an optical illusion produced by the light that filters through the side windows, which during the day is subject to change. In fact, her eyes have never been completely closed. So they've always been Ooh, slightly weird. open and it kind of gave off this weird illusion. So that's literally all I have about her. It's um, She's just a, a cute little dead girl and it's really sad that she died so young. But, you know, it's it's kind of interesting how intact her mummy is and you know if you're ever in sicily and you go to the palermo catacombs you can go visit and see well right and the thing that's weird about it too is like she's not mummified like in a way that we typically think of people being mummified like she's not wrapped up like Uh she's fully visible you know what i mean like yeah she's just she's like in a little dress and she they call her sleeping beauty because she just looks like she's asleep Mm -hmm. yeah creepy yep Creepy, creepy. Creepy, crawly. <laughs> um, okay, so let me, uh, let's take a quick break because of I'm uh, paranoid about our weird recording getting synced up. So my next mummy, his name is Atsi the Iceman. Just so we're going on the complete him. opposite end of the spectrum. So uh, Rosalia was like more modern and like within the last century and, um, you know, a baby and Italian and Atsi is ancient and a grown ass man and found in ice. Okay, so <laughs> my only okay. source is Wikipedia. And I also listened to um, a podcast a long time ago, which is where I first heard of it. But I can't remember the name of it. So I feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um but it was, I can't it imagine was, there's very many on it. I mean no. it seems pretty specific. Yeah. So I suppose if you just search for like mummy podcast or Atsi the Iceman podcast, you'll find mm-hmm. it. But it was interesting. It was entertaining and um educational. So let's start. So two German tourists were hiking the Atzdal Alps on the border of Austria and Italy. Uh, in September of 1991. They were walking off the path when they stumbled upon a body. Oh, no. So being, like, run-of-the-mill mountain climbers, they figured it was just the body of, like, a recently deceased mountaineer, so they reported it and kept on their merry way. Um, So, you know, this shit happens when you're mountain climbing. People people die because it's fucking cold and they get hurt and were were we talking about this? How yeah. like people, yeah, people get stranded there, and it's just easier to leave them up there, but they're so well preserved because they're basically frozen. Mm. Like that's so creepy. Ugh. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about this, I would recommend listening to the episode on my favorite murder about it because Georgia covers a bunch of the bodies that are still stuck on Mount Everest, and it's really interesting. I remember that? Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Um, so the body was extracted after several attempts since it was like so deeply embedded in the ice and then it was transported to the office of the medical examiner in Innsbruck which I guess is in Austria along with um, some of the objects that were found near the body and an archaeologist named Conrad Spindler of the University of Innsbruck dated the man and his stuff to be about 4,000 years old holy shit yeah so wow. they, they decided to call him Atsi since he was found in the Atzdal Alps. I, you mentioned he had some stuff around him. Was it like his belongings or like weapons or? Yeah, he had, he had a couple little, little trinkets with him. Oh, um, okay. And was he like wrapped up like what we think no, of a mummy? No, okay. he was, uh, he had died 
they think he died on the mountain, but there are some theories that he died elsewhere and was moved to the mountain, like, as a burial. Um, and then he was okay. just frozen that whole time. Wow. Okay, so the preservation is just because he's been frozen this whole time. Yeah. It wasn't, like, intentional. Okay, okay. So, um, I'm looking up the oldest known human, um, and there's a lot, like, like different kinds of homo sapiens. Um, sure you know, different varieties of, you know, human relatives, but I'm not sure. Let's see. The oldest directly dated human remains have turned up in a Bulgarian cave. Um, The tooth and it's just a tooth and six bone fragments, and they're more than 40,000 years old. Holy fucking shit. That has to be an animal, right? I mean, it could be like a predecessor to humans. That's nuts. Where was this at? Bulgaria. Interesting. That's not possible. Well, <laughs> I guess maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, okay, I'm thinking like, okay, dinosaurs were like millions of years old. There's no way that 40,000 years dinosaurs were here. No. Uh, also, once it gets past like a thousand years, I feel like my Your brain like, the numbers just yeah. kind of blur together. <laughs> can't comprehend. So I don't know. Like I can barely <laughs> comprehend. Like when I was growing up, be like anything before like 1800 was so fucking old to me but yeah. also i'm american and like like <laughs> you know if you we as a country are pretty young right so like if you don't take into account you know all of the native americans that we genocided which was just super duper good job guys um like our country isn't super old we're kind of a baby but like if you go over to like the newest right but if you go over to like fucking england there's just like old ancient shit all over the ground like fucking the university of oxford is older than like the aztec temples or whatever or something (laughs) that could be wrong don't quote me on that (laughs) um no that makes sense well and and then you go over to like asia and that shit's old as fuck it's so fucking old And so, like, yeah, I definitely like the eighteen hundreds, the seventeen hundreds. It's not that old, you know. <laughs> right. Sure. Sure. No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, I guess I should rephrase. We are not the newest country. No. <laughs> uh, I feel like in, I guess, modern history, I feel like we are portrayed as a new country, but definitely just we're still just documented. So let me get back to this, uh, Mr. Otzi, the Iceman. So um, after that, God, we're so uneducated. We probably sound so stupid. It's fine. No, I mean, if you ask the average American. (laughs) When was America founded? And it's like, well, that's debatable. (laughs) Right. Depends on who you ask. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Because the body was covered in ice shortly after his death, it had only partially deteriorated. Analysis of pollen, dust grains, and the isotopic composition of his tooth enamel indicates that he spent his childhood near the present village of Feldthurns, north of Bolzano, if that means anything to you, but later went to live in the valleys about 50 kilometers further north. That's about 31 miles in American measurements. (laughs) It said 50 kilometers, and I was like, I don't know what that means. So thank you for translating that. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, we will measure things in anything but the metric system. Like a sinkhole opened up in the middle of the road and it was about three dryers <laughs> wide or three washing <laughs> machines wide. And it's like, what the fuck? 
Anyway, so in 2009, a CAT scan revealed that the stomach had shifted upward to where his lower lung area would normally be. And analysis of Atsi's intestinal contents showed two meals, one of wild goat meat and the other of red deer and herb bread. Both were eaten with roots and fruits. There was also grain in his stomach, which was highly processed, meaning, meaning that it was possibly eaten in the form of bread. So Atsi and his family made bread. Isn't that cute? That is fucking crazy. Right. Okay, so the reason why this is such a cool find is that he was so well-preserved that, like, scientists were able to like dissect all this shit and like figure out stuff about humans in that area like what they ate what they did how they lived you know it's it's crazy all based on just this one dude yeah yeah and it's crazy that there was still enough like food left in his body that and it was so well preserved that they could literally figure out what meat it was you know like uh, i don't know it's like four thousand years ago deer probably didn't look the same no i'm sure (laughs) um so there was also do you think they were bigger oh i don't know i feel like ancient animals were always way bigger just because we didn't have like cars to run them over with all the time so there was a quite a bit of food found near atzi's body like um grains flax seed poppy seeds and berry seeds so i don't know if he was eating the seeds or like taking them with him to like plant them somewhere Hmm. i don't know anyway there were um high levels of copper particles and arsenic found in Atsi's hair. So along with his copper axe blade, uh, this has led scientists to speculate that Atsi was involved in copper smelting. So in my head, I'm creating a story. His wife was like (laughs) famous in their village for baking bomb ass bread and Atsi made the best axes out of copper. So I'm just like building a story here. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Uh, So based on proportions of his tibia femur and pelvis so like his lower body his lifestyle included long walks over hilly terrain so he had like calves and thighs of steel is what i'm getting from that yeah uh this degree of mobility is not characteristic of other copper age europeans so this may indicate that atzi was a high altitude shepherd oh i guess he was a shepherd as well as a copper smelter he's just a man of many talents right him and ari together forever (laughs) one and the same both mountain men shepherding beekeeping making bread (laughs) that's true smelting copper yeah so uh scientists used modern 3d scanning technology and they uh did a facial reconstruction for the south tyrol museum of archaeology in bolzano italy and it shows Atsi looking old for his 45 years with deep set brown eyes, a beard, a furrowed face, and sunken cheeks. He is depicted looking tired and ungroomed. Same, Atsi. Same. <laughs> Poor guy. So he had whipworm, which is a, an intestinal parasite. And during uh, CT scans, it was observed that three or four of his right ribs had been cracked where he, when he had been lying face down after death. Or where the ice had crushed his body. So I think that was after he had died. And then one of his fingernails of the two that were left on his body um, shows three bows lines indicating he was sick three times in the six months before he had died. And I didn't realize that bows lines were like a real scientific thing. I always thought it was like a palmistry type thing. Like... (laughs) Like... uh, What does that mean? You know, like, um, when you get, like, a, a ridge 
in your nail. I don't know if you've ever really had something like that. Like, I remember in high school, there was a boy who had a weird ridge in his nail and he rode my bus and he kept saying he thinks he had a, he has a tapeworm because of it. Cause like he looked it up and that's what it meant. Um, what so, do you mean a ridge? Like, like if you feel your nail, you feel how it's smooth. Yeah. Sometimes you get like a bump in it, like a, a ridge. What does that mean? How does that pertain to you getting sick? I mean, your body just like, it's kind of like the rings of a tree, I think. Like, <laughs> weird. Yeah. So like that point in time, your body, like your nail grows funky because you're sick and I don't know. So yeah, it's, it's just crazy that they could tell that he was sick three times within the six months before he died. Yeah, that is very strange. So how are they thinking that he died? They don't really know. Uh, there's a theory uh, and I will get to it. Okay. So his teeth showed considerable internal deterioration from cavities. His wife's bread was just too damn sweet. Uh, But for real, the cavities were probably from his grain-heavy, high-carbohydrate diet. And it's like, why don't I have lots of cavities? (laughs) That's all I eat. I mean, maybe it's like their lack of dental care. Probably. So DNA analysis in February 2012 revealed that Otzi was lactose intolerant, supporting the theory that lactose intolerance was still common at the time, despite the increasing spread of agriculture and dairying. And I didn't even know that that was a thing until I read this. Hmm. Yeah, me neither. I just thought people always drink cow milk. Right. (laughs) I guess not. guess that's like a newer thing. Um, He also had 61 tattoos, which were all just like lines. Like, linear. How did he know he had tattoos? They could see it on his skin. Did he have skin? Yeah, but it was all gross and, like, crunchy and frozen. (laughs) How fucking weird is that? Yeah. And he's also the oldest mummy with tattoos that's ever been discovered. Right. What would the purpose have been at that point in time for him to have tattoos? I mean, it could have been, like, a symbol of something that he did in his life or like a status thing or Hmm. maybe it was just for fun (laughs) (laughs) a hobby i don't know i mean whatever so this is where i get to the part where like how did he die so it was initially believed that atzi died from exposure during a winter storm like he was just like climbing the mountain or like shepherding or whatever and like a storm hit all of a sudden and he died however in 2001 x-rays and a ct scan revealed that Atsi had an arrowhead lodged in his left shoulder when he died and a matching small tear on his coat. And the discovery of the arrowhead prompted researchers to believe that he died from blood loss and his wound probably would have been fatal even if modern medical techniques had been available. So that's pretty rough. Mm -hmm. So it must have hit him in just the right spot that regardless of the medical care available, it probably would have killed him. So further examination found bruises and cuts to his hands, wrist, and chest, and cerebral trauma indicating a blow to the head. So one of the cuts to the, was to the base of his thumb that reached down to the bone but had no time to heal before his death. And currently, it is believed that Atsi bled to death after the arrow shattered the scapula and damaged nerves and blood vessels before lodging near the lung. Like, who killed my dear Atsi? Who would do this? Right, so, no kidding. Like, in the podcast that I had listened to, it was like months ago that I listened to this, so I really don't remember. But they explained, uh, they started the story with, you know, it was just a story of a man climbing a mountain and all of a sudden, like an enemy from an enemy tribe shot him with an arrow and he went down and like tried to pull it out. And it was like a whole story that they made about his death. 
And then he just like laid there for the next 4,000 years. And it's like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. And the fact that no one else was there for 4,000 years. Right. Well, I think like a combination of like ice continuing to form around him and like maybe avalanches or snowfall it all just like covered him up and then recently you know shit's been going the opposite direction where the snow is melting and stuff so he finally was you know visible through the ice and snow but he was still like pretty wedged in there you know like he was still deep set in the ice so uh Atsi's posture in death he was he had a frozen body he was face down and his left arm was bent across his chest uh, could support a theory that before death occurred and rigor mortis set in, the Iceman was turned onto his stomach in an effort to remove the arrow shaft. So basically, they didn't realize that there was an arrow in his shoulder because of how his arm was positioned. Like, it covered up the wound. Like, they didn't see it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it was just the actual arrow part. It wasn't, like, the whole stick and shaft or whatever. Um, so you really have to, like, look for it. Right. So... In conclusion, <laughs> he is Europe's oldest natural human mummy. Oh, shit. So he might not be the oldest mummy, like, in the world, but he's definitely Europe's oldest natural human mummy. Um, so my bad. That was that was a mistake that I said earlier. Anyway, um, and he offers an unprecedented view of Copper Age Europeans due to how well his body was preserved in the ice. Uh, his body today and belongings are displayed in the South Tyrol Museum of Archaeology in Bolzano, South Tyrol, Italy the end Hmm. so that's it's pretty interesting um all the information that they could get from him I remember a while ago they found a very well preserved uh baby mammoth remember that and they like dissected it on live tv and like did a whole Um, it was really cool (laughs) a mammoth like a giant elephant yes wow the pachyderm type (laughs) that's crazy yeah and they like they it was also found in the ice so it was pretty well preserved and like they could, they could learn a lot from it. It was really cool. Wow, that is nuts. Yeah, especially that, like, you know, these people can be preserved for so long without any intention, you know? Like, yeah. they just get buried in an avalanche. And... Yep. Right, so, like, Rosalia was purposely, you know, mummified by a professional taxidermist, um, but Atsi just kind of, like, dropped dead on a mountain. <laughs> it was accidental. Right? Like, that's crazy pretty yeah, cool that is nuts very interesting well good job hey thanks oh listen <gasps> so we went to joseph and arissa's last night to cook some new meal it was pretty good um but it was a beautiful full moon last night i don't know if you noticed um and their neighbor called and said hey one of my goats is giving birth y'all want to come over and help <clears throat> and so like me and arissa were like it's fucking cold we're gonna stay here and so ari and joseph and then one of their other friends went to the farm and like Ari witnessed the miracle of childbirth. <laughs> and I was like, how was it, babe? Oh, like this beautiful little full moon baby goat. And I'm like, oh, and like they could walk right away. He was like all wobbly and goofy. And I'm like, that's so sweet. You didn't go see it? No, I was like, I'll wait until he's like cleaned up and cute <laughs> <That's> <laughs> before true, I go yeah. see him. I don't want to see slimy ass. Yeah. But I, I have um, gone over there. They've been giving birth like crazy lately. So I, I did go over there and meet, you know, babies. They were like one one day old, a week old, you know couple little babies so sweet damn i do love goats anyway well that's something (laughs) yep 
it's like going to the zoo every time you go to their place it really is <laughs> farm life man it's no fun. kidding well you uh you want to sign off yes yeah i gotta get back to work unfortunately yeah. but good job this week okay, um i will keep you updated with what i choose for my <laughs> choose for my next topic but in the meantime conspiracy sisters unite conspiracy sisters a unite goodbye bye